It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura, it is November, and I can hardly believe that this year has flown by so quickly. Um, I don't know if it gets very cold down there with you in Tennessee, but we are enjoying some beautiful fall weather here in Delaware. We are kicking off our second week in our series called I'll Praise You Anywhere. And oh my goodness, last week's testimony of uh, my son Chip and his wife, Natalie. I mean, it's one thing to record a podcast. It's another thing when it's your kid, you know, and we are so ingrained in their story and the choice to praise God anywhere in those seasons that are hard and in the long waiting, um, that was quite a special, special um, experience for me. But today you are bringing a special guest to Beyond the Building podcast. So you know what? I'm going to let you um, start off and introduce who you're bringing. I am so excited, Debbie, today to introduce to you and to our listeners, my dear, dear, special, amazing friend, uh, Pam Peoples. And I could not be more excited uh, to have her here. Uh, Pam has been a a mentor to me. She has been a friend to me. She's been a sister to me. She's been a a travel companion with me. And uh, God has just really brought her into my story in a very special way. And so in the same way that I uh, find great joy in any moment I can spend with Pam, I'm excited to uh, give this opportunity for all of us to experience great joy. And Pam is someone that encourages people in stories on a regular basis. And the story that she is going to share today, I know is going to encourage us um, to praise him in places that we weren't necessarily expecting to be. So Pam, I would like to welcome you today and allow you to introduce yourself. Thank you. Thank you for being here, friend. It's a pleasure um, to be here. And I mirror everything that Laura just said. She's one of my favorite people um, on this planet. I love her so much. Um, but yeah, I, I like to describe myself as um, not simply being a survivor, but a woman who thrives um, in the midst of a household with six men. My husband is a retired army officer, and I always say he recruited me for life and convinced me to have five sons two years apart, oh and they are from the age 27 to 35, and seriously, they're um, always my priority and my passion and a great joy. I wear the badge of Mama Bear, Mama uh, with great uh, pride and gratitude and um, thankfulness. So uh, I have the five sons. And then personally, um, I've had a career in radio. I was the on-air host at WBGL for 15 years. Mm. A lot of people who describe me when I'm at various events say that this one is like the song Born to be Wild. And uh, <laughs> it's just... I remember the Lord saying, that's just how I made you embrace it. So if you see me, I'm usually uh, barefoot walking uh, around. I remember our director of radio came over all like 20 stations and said, would you like to put some shoes on? I said, I would not. <laughs> it's just how I I roll. And he he said that was fine. But I, I really do feel like I walk out my faith, so to speak, barefoot and try mm. to connect with God. And I'm in constant awe of his grace, because I think I'm like Paul in that I was a chief 
center. And the fact that I get to sit at the table with a loving God that gives me his grace unconditional and enjoy all that he has for me is always um, stunning. And so I'm super thankful to be a lover of Christ. And I think um, if I were to describe the seasons that I have been in and now I'm currently in, Previously, I would say in radio, I was in this season of being a voice in the wilderness. Um, God um, was really gracious and gave us a great listening audience of half a million people a week. And now I'm in this season of, I believe, guiding people out of the wilderness and providing um, resources that help people thrive despite where they're at in life. Mm. How recent, how recent has this switch been from radio to this new journey that God has on you for you? In uh, in January, I stepped down from my position on air and it was unexpected. And actually, I was kind of at the pinnacle of radio. And I also direct a women's conference called Soul Identity. And there I was in the midst of a thousand women. And I heard God speak, step out. And so I had to have that Abraham moment, Abram at the time, and step out into the unknown. And so here I am. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So this is transition is always a rocky time. And how how important to know that you know that you know that you heard the Lord tell you to do that. Um, I'm going to be able to follow you now and see where, like, what is this next journey? Right. It's got to be something so special, so important to God's heart to pull you out of something when you're at the pinnacle, mm, yeah. you're willing to lay it down. Mm-hmm. Well, Amen. Pam, this month, we're looking at the title again, is I'll praise you anywhere. And we have uh, a title that you provided for us. Now, I don't know your story. So I'm really, my curiosity is peaked. You, you said you wanted to call it, I'll praise you in airplane mode. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, I have no idea what you're talking about. So can you tell us there's a story behind this. And first of all, anybody who has six men in the house is going to have a story, but tell us what about this story about praising the Lord in airplane mode. What was going on for you? What was going on with your family? Yeah, I think I'll start with the backstory and getting the phone call that no mama wants. And I'll never forget the date. It was February 12th of um, this year. And it was at 412. And I picked up the phone and there was the sound of sheer panic. And it was my daughter-in-law, Jenna, who was in Texas at the time, but her and my son live in Honolulu, Hawaii. And she was calling to tell me that Jacob was um, demonstrating signs of a stroke. He had been slurring and blurred vision. He passed out at work and he was on his way to ED. Um, They couldn't get a lot of information about how he was doing, but they said that the situation was very, very uh, serious. So as you can imagine, as a mama, all all your alarms um, go off, particularly with this one for me, because Jacob is my second born. And he's um, my brown bear. I call him that for a reason. And he used to be in the Marines at one time. And he uh, excelled at the crucible, which is um, days upon days without water and a granola bar. And he constantly says that pain is an option. Mm. I'm not checking that box. And so he always pushes (laughs) past things. And so for him to be an ED, I knew it was super serious. And then I also know that he'd been struggling 
um, with a great amount of stress. He's in the tower. Uh, he's an air traffic controller, and it was starting to affect his body, and he had passed out a couple of times before. So kind of felt like we were in deep water, and uh, we had a conference call. My boys had a conference call, and I was on the next flight um, that day on my way to Honolulu, where I would meet my oldest son, Josiah, and um, really not knowing what I was walking into. Yeah, mm. Pam, I remember uh, the call, the the text going out asking for prayer uh, because you didn't know what you were going into and, and you'd gotten the phone call. Um, and I think about uh, being on airplane mode and we know that that means, you know, silence, right? When you think, I mean, I travel a lot with Dan and airplane mode means silence. And so what I'm mm. hearing you say in your story is that you got facts Right. But you didn't have the whole story. There were so many unknowns for you as you were walking into this moment. Um, and I know, mm. I know, right, what a mom you are. And I know what a woman of God you are. And mm. when moments like this hit us, right, it's like we know where we're going to turn, right? We're going to turn to our sisters to get them on their knees, right? And mm -hmm. we are going to get on our knees ourselves, even when we don't know the rest of the story, right? Mm -hmm. So I know you're on your way to Hawaii now, mm -hmm. um, lots of unknowns and, and what happens next? Well, it's interesting that you use the word hit because it felt that way. It was like, um, you know, um, emotionally ebb and, ebb and flow. And initially I felt like I had been hit by Mike Todd Tyson in his best years and couldn't get my balance, you know, your son's in the hospital, all of those things. And then you gather your wits and your faith. And I felt like I was stable. I had, I had faith, you know, and I'm on my way to the airport. And then um, some fears that were buried in me were triggered by this emergency. And I was reminded that things don't always work out the way that you hope. And, you know, I was reminded of my mom dying in my arms and saying all the prayers and believing, you know, that things would work out one way, but they worked out in another. So working through that and then getting to the airport, getting in the seat and feeling like deep sigh. And then the captain of the airplane said something that I'm sure your husband, Dan, often says, and he reminds us it's time to switch to airplane mode. And that's when um, I found out I was exactly where I was. Um, someone said it this way. It's easy to have faith when you don't need it. Yes. And it was yes. a lot easier. What I thought was being okay was I was okay because I was still getting information and I knew what was going on. And then I realized I have to go to airplane mode. I have to go silent. And there are 4,249 miles between me and my son in Honolulu. And that is a long time to be in the air without information. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh so that's a lot of moments that you have to capture your thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, because the enemy, he's not on airplane mode. You know, he'd said <laughs> he tends to speak louder in airplane mode. So, you know, you had to anchor yourself in that moment. You had to anchor your heart, your emotions, your thinking. Um, what did you hold on to? I mean, you had that moment of silence, right. Of traveling where everybody else's world is just continuing as normal. And I'm sure you're like, am I the only one on this plane? dealing with what I'm dealing with. Was there, was there a particular scripture or a promise or like a character trait of God that you just latched onto and found that God anchored you at that time? 
Um, there were a couple of words of wisdom and then um, some knowledge that I had. A, um, I knew that I was surrounded by prayer when I sat in those seats. Uh, Laura is one of my prayer partners, and there's a whole community of women, actually, I turned to. And the last thing that I saw before I turned off my phone was, we're all praying. You're Amen. covered. Um, and so that meant the world to me. And then I also thought of something that my husband, who always speaks in military terms, or mostly, he had told me, you know, um, babe, your emotions, um, they are validated by God, but they make um, wonderful and they make wonderful foot soldiers. You know, they can guide you or warn you, et cetera, but they make terrible generals. And by that, he mm-hmm. meant you cannot be guided by your emotions at this moment. Now is the time to anchor yourself to the promises of God. And so I was reminded of that moment of one of my favorite scriptures, if not my favorite, which is Romans eight thirty two. How will he who did not spare his own son, how will he not surely give you all things? And it was just that beautiful um, reminder of the depth of God's love and what he's willing, the links he's willing to go to, um, to know or to let us know that we're loved and that we have grace. And so I really me- meditated on that and tried to um, take every thought captive, like, mm-hmm. It's either A or B, either it's from God or it's not from God. There was no middle Mm -hmm. ground there. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, I'll just say that Spotify or whatever your playlist is your friend. Like sometimes you don't have the praise, like you can't Mm -hmm. think of the words and um, turning on the song um, Sound Mind. And I wanted to read a little bit about it. It says in the chaos, you are the peace in my suffering. You're here with me. In the darkness or airplane mode, <laughs> mm-hmm. you never leave. A God of mercy, be with me. And then here's the part that got me. All the striving has to cease in this moment, airplane mode, you're still the king. And it was like that echoed in my soul in this mm-hmm. moment in airplane mode where you feel disconnected and you don't know the outcome. I'm still the king. And so that gave mm-hmm. me great peace and comfort. And I must have listened to that song probably 50 times before I got to Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I have so many thoughts as you are, as you're sharing. Um, Dan and I, uh, sometimes we fly in a small plane and mm-hmm. we're allowed to have our airplanes, our phones, not on airplane mode in that place. And we're super low. And so Mm -hmm. we can get like little bits and pieces. Like maybe I'll be texting somebody, you know, on the ground and I get small bits and pieces. And it's like, you get a little bit and then you go blank and then you get a little bit and then you go blank. Mm And, and I, I don't think I've ever been in a situation like you're talking about in a situation where I'm in the plane. But it is, it's just a, a picture of life, Pam, right? Because I know, I know that we always look back at our stories and we're like, God, this is what I'm walking through is such a picture of you and me in every moment that we're in. Because I think there are some times where we might be like on the ride and we get little bits from God, right? And we've got to like say, okay, I'm content with this. I'll trust you in this little bit. But then there are seasons like what you're going through in the physical with your son, where we're in a place where we feel like we are getting nothing, no information from the Lord, right? <laughs> God, where mm-hmm. are you? I feel like I'm in a spiritual airplane mode. And I love the words of the song that you just said, because um, sometimes we do feel like that. And honestly, in in the, the the stuff that's going on in our world today, sometimes we can feel like we aren't 
aren't uh, hearing or we feel alone or we don't know what's going on. And yet the confidence that you had was even though you are in a plane <laughs> flying across the sky, how many mm -hmm. miles, there was somebody who was handling it all, right? Who was okay. bigger than it all. And mm -hmm. there's just such a, there's peace. But I do appreciate what you said. You have to keep your eyes at the right place. And, you know, uh, hindsight, it's always, you know, that's always 2020, right? But um, I think of that scripture that talks about our ways are not like God's ways. And um, he always has a higher way. And someone had given me a word earlier that year, and you were actually there, that God was um, getting ready to elevate me, like promote me spiritually. But um, unbeknownst to me that that promotion would come through being in airplane mode and really that difficult situation was the kindness of Lord, the Lord. He was positioning me so I could understand that um, what was about to happen had nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And I think we need that. I think a lot of the Bible greats have had that. Daniel had that, like, unless God shows up, it's not going to mm -hmm. happen. That's you know, right. Moses had that moment where nothing, Lord, <laughs> there are no options unless you show up. And so, like I said, the hindsight, I really do see that situation as the kindness of the Lord and um, reminding me that I don't have to strive. He's still the king. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. So as a, you know, we, we talk, I know Pam, you and I have talked about, and Debbie, we talked to about like what, um, what worship really is right it's not just singing a song or or what we do on sunday mornings um as as we think about uh worship in that moment uh i know that one of your very favorite words pam is the word surrender mm -hmm. right and Absolutely. so you're in this plane right you are in this plane and sometimes god does bring us to these places where we have no choice but to surrender and that's really he had positioned you to surrender there. And, and you're right. It's not until afterwards, sometimes we can look back and say, wow, that was the kindness of God that mm -hmm. brought me to that place where I had no choice, but to surrender, you know, mm -hmm. my will to his will. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's pretty powerful. Amazing. Amazing. Well, uh, let me ask you this. If you were to, um, think we, we love to ask uh, our guests, what would be the one thing that you could say to encourage listeners um, in the places where they are with the story that you've just lived through, what would you say was your, your big encouragement for other people to take away? Well, in this particular situation, I learned that airplane mode or silence or the difficulty of silence at that moment was God positioning me for a miracle. Amen. And, Amen. Um, sometimes we look at those difficult moments as maybe harsh discipline or whatever we may think or confusion because we can't hear God, but maybe just maybe God is positioning you to experience a miracle that has nothing to do with you. And he wants to remind you of his nature. Um, so I definitely learned that and, and was reminded of that in a profound way that he's mm. King. It doesn't matter what is before you. Um, it doesn't matter if you feel ill-equipped and you're sitting on an airplane and you can't connect and do what mamas want to do and we want to fix it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, um, that's we right. want to fix that. And it was, um, you know, like I said, a beautiful, beautiful reminder that um, God can make a way where there seems to be no way and he can make the rough places smooth and he can do all those things and more. Um, 
even without our physical involvement. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know what? These, these are just stepping stones in preparation because we know that until we reach eternity, there's going to be times where we get the phone call, where Mm -hmm. we have the blind spots, where we have the radio silence. And if we don't know how to trust him, if we don't hear, uh, we can hear something very loud in the moments of radio silence from the Holy Spirit that maybe we don't hear as easily when everything is all the data is coming in. God Mm -hmm. uses those moments, doesn't he? To prepare Mm -hmm. us for the next season that we're going to have to use it again. Like that's not your first rodeo. It's not your last rodeo either of having to trust the Lord with someone in your family who's terribly important to you. Right. So you find that when he does speak loud and clear during your radio silence about his character, reminding you of his promises, Um, whether things turn out the way you want them to or not, right? Mm -hmm. Because it can go anyway. It can go anyway at the end of the day. It does set the foundation for the next time that you're going to go through it. And and God God allows us, right? So that we can encourage other people because he is always sending people our way that they're like, you have, it's so hard. I don't know what's going to happen. And your, your heart doesn't give a pat answer because Mm -hmm. you, been there you understand mm, no yeah. i think i think what you've shared is uh, is really phenomenal yeah. yeah but i need to know the rest of the story oh so, you need to like, know how did it do how did it turn out <laughs> so you're 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 in radio silent mode you're in the uh-huh. plane right you're worshiping god you've got your song you've got your words you've got your team surrounding mm-hmm. you in prayer like yeah. what happens next i am seeing you honestly in a very kind and gentle way like saying excuse me excuse me, like getting off the plane, like tell tell us the rest of the story. Like I need to know what happened. I think by the time I landed, God had just um, engulfed me in peace. There was no rush to get off the plane. It is what it is, you know? And I got off the plane and my son, like I said, Josiah was um, waiting for me. He lives Mm. in Austin. And um, we said, here we go. And we started on the journey and God worked one miracle after another and doctors showed up with such favor and determination to get to the bottom of what was going on with him. And it ended up um, being a reaction to um, uh, COVID actually it changed his heartbeat and et cetera. Um, but uh, it was really wonderful to see how God brought that about and how it was a miracle that my Marine was manageable. And I was like, we're going, like, we're following up. I stay there for like a week. And usually it's like not checking the box. And he was really agreeable and, um, you know, worked with us on that. And so now he's thriving. He's back in the tower. He's doing all the things that the doctors say, which is another miracle. Mm. uh, (laughs) It really is like, you don't know, you haven't met Jake. When you meet Jake, you would know, but you know, one of the things um, I was going to say when, you know, when you think about situations like this, one of the things that I was reminded of is that there's a higher calling and there's a greater purpose. And I think it was St. Francis of Assisi. I might be wrong about that, or I can't remember exactly, or maybe it was C.S. Lewis who said that we are not a body with a soul. We are a soul that has a body. And so the priority of life is God is working on our soul and he is doing all the things that are best for our soul that we can evolve and become more like him and sometimes we just see a situation like this or greater and we just want 
out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just want off the airplane. We just want to turn back on the phone or do whatever and go back to normal. Mm. But God really does have a greater plan. And, um, and that's just to bless us, I think, really beyond imagining and do the deeper work. Amen. Mm. Amen. You know what I'm thinking as you're, as you're wrapping up there? Um, I'm thinking that you travel a lot lot. and I'm thinking that every time that the pilot says, turn your phones off, airplane mode, you are going to be the woman on the plane (laughs) saying, here I go. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you push that button, right. It's like, I've been here before. I know God has seen me through, right. In whatever Mm -hmm. way he chooses to, he's Mm -hmm. seen me through, he's got me. And I can go into silence here and it's Mm going to remind you of the goodness of the God of the Lord and the land of the living, which is one of my favorite verses, Um, because you've got that you've been there. You've been in silent mode with God before Mm -hmm. on an airplane. And every time I think that's amazing. And honestly, I'm just going to put it out there. If you're listening today, right. And you're on a plane one of these days (laughs) and they say, go to silent mode. Remember this testimony, right? God has got you. It is his kindness has brought you to this place. I love what you just said. It's for the development of your soul. Mm -hmm. And he never leaves us, never forsakes us. And he is working everything out for our good, for his glory. And we can be confident in what he's doing. I'm never going to go into airplane mode again without (laughs) thinking about the goodness of God. Just saying. (laughs) Well, Pam, we just want to thank you. What a story. Um, I don't think you need to be in an airplane either to go into silent mode. How many of us struggle to put the do not disturb on our phone during a quiet time because Mm. goodness knows what information we might miss right in a half an hour. But how I think that's one of the takeaways for me from listening to you is God, you do speak loud to my heart when I'm in silent mode. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so true. So I just, you know, because I'm definitely someone who's, close to the phone at all times. And, um, yeah, that's just, that's resonating. It really is the importance of that, that taking a pause, taking a step back to really listen to them. So I think for me, that's going to be a takeaway, um, as much as the thought of like constantly putting it in like a, like a focus mode is kind of like, Oh, what might, you know, what we met me miss, but what, what do we miss when we don't, we miss something even greater. Well, amen. You know what? As we head into next week, Laura, we're going to be looking at Pam's favorite word, right? Praising the father in places where he is calling us to surrender, to lay it all down. That is not, you don't usually think of praise and surrender going together, but that really is, Mm -hmm. is where we're going to focus. And then at the end of the month, we'll be looking at praising him on the mountain. You know, it, it is, it's not all um, hardship, right. That we walk through. There's a wonderful moments that the father lets us walk through and the importance of not forgetting to praise when you're on those mountaintops. Mm-hmm. So f- from Lara and from Pam and I, we just want to thank you guys for joining us, uh, for this beyond the building, uh, podcast episode. Thanks so much for being part. And if you know somebody who would really be encouraged, um, by Pam's testimony, we encourage you right now to share this with them and and tell them why, why you're sharing it. Because um, the, your personal testimony of, I listened, it's stirring something in me. I think it will encourage you. We just ask you to help build the community uh, as you continue to follow along. So thanks everybody for being part of um, this day together today. We love you. We pray for you and we are encouraged by your lives. Take care, everybody. 
Bye-bye. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that He has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.